You are listening to the Spencer and Mom Talk Sports Podcast with your hosts. Hey there, I'm Spencer, a former college basketball player and avid sports fan. And future D1 head coach. And that's my mom, Allison. Hello, I'm also a former college basketball player and probably more of a sports fan than your average mom. We both play a lot of basketball and love sports. We decided to start our podcast to share our love of basketball and sports. And we'll even throw in a little pop culture from time to time. And along the way, we'll invite our sports-loving friends to join us on the podcast to chat as well. Hey, Mom, are you ready to start talking? Yes, let's start talking, Spencer. Okay, Mom, here we are again, third episode. We made it. Yep. Uh, my bracket didn't make it this far. <laughs> my bracket did not make it either. I, I, I'm just very happy that um, our second episode will, will, will not come out in time for people to use any of our advice on their picks. Excellent point. Because uh, I think I, I think I have two teams right in the final four now. What two teams? Uh, Baylor and Gonzaga still have a chance to make it, but Iowa let me down big time, and um, Texas. You know, wow, wow, Texas is a wow. That's a big wow, because I thought that I had a premonition with the commercial in the background, and I'll never <laughs> trust anything like that ever again. You really did. You were feeling good about Shaka. Yeah, I was. And, uh, you know, I think this, this has just been a crazy, this is a the definition of March Madness. It's almost like not having it last year has doubled up the madness. I mean, wow, Abilene Christian, what an upset. They were so excited after that game. Yeah, and they deserved that win. They played great. They had a lot of energy, and they absolutely stunned Texas and me. I think they stunned everyone. And speaking of stunning, I think the most stunning team in the tournament has been Oral Roberts. I would agree, 100%. But I think if you really look at them, and if you had looked at them before, you wouldn't be surprised because they have two dudes in their team that are just unbelievable scorers. Yeah, as we're learning now, I mean, obviously, I did not follow Oral Roberts this year, but they are really fun to watch. I, they um, have a couple of guards that are a lot of fun. They have a lot of heart. They play hard, but knocking off Ohio State, wow. Yep. Yeah, that Matt, that Max uh, Amos, I believe, his name is spelled A-B-M-A-S, but I think the B is silent. Him and O'Bannon, I believe is their big name, are just a – Unbelievable duo for mm -hmm. them. And I wasn't so so I wasn't as surprised that they knocked off Florida because I thought that would be a much more even matchup for them. But Ohio State was shocking. And so now they get to play Arkansas. Yeah. And so, you know, I think we got to talk about that run, this run from Arkansas. This is the first Sweet 16 in I think over 20 years. Guess what? It is. Guess how old I was the last time Arkansas was in the Sweet 16. Be uh, careful now. Yeah, I, was, I don't know if I want to answer this. This is. A, <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, your age, 23. 23. Wow. Uh, so yeah. it has been that long. Yeah, not too long. <laughs> not too long. Not, not you know just just a little bit. But they're making a great run. I thought they looked great against Texas Tech. I thought they handled that end of the game pressure very well. They're getting scoring from. Um, some different people. Justin Smith has been amazing. I love um, Devo, the point guard. Mm -hmm. Devo yeah, Davis. I love his hustle. 
Um, he brought a lot to that Texas Tech game, and they're a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, he's just a spark plug. You know, he's just an instant energy. Mm-hmm. Whenever they need it, whenever there's a lull in their game, it seems like he'll get a steal and a fast break layup and bring him right back into it, which has been big for them. It has been big. And since we're on Arkansas, I guess we need to talk about the other Arkansas team that did not do so well. Yeah. Are you sure that you are, you know, it didn't happen too long ago. The, the, the wound is still fresh. The wound is still fresh. I am very sad. I really liked this team, and I, I know this team um, lost a lot last year by not being able to play. They were going to go to the tournament last year, which would have been the first time that the our, the women's team was back in the tournament in, in a while. Um, so I was really looking forward to, them to, forward to them making a deep run this year. And, you know, Spencer, sometimes you just meet a team like Wright State that is just on fire at the right time on the right day. And there's just nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And you know, the, the parallel to that is some, some days you're, you're, you're on, you can't miss. And the next day you're not. And I think that happened with them against my Missouri state, uh, lady bears. Okay. That, uh, they, they, I know they beat them today, but how bad was it? Do you remember? Yeah. I think it was 64 39. Yeah. That is, that is a, that is a whooping there. That is a whooping, and probably Wright State, um, you know, had their big win over Arkansas. They're very hyped about that, and then you know how it can be sometimes. It's hard to get up again for the next game, mm-hmm. but Missouri State is also a very well coached, very good team. And I thought that Arkansas, if Arkansas were to meet Missouri State, and on the women's side, that was going to be one heck of a game. No, we were we were absolutely robbed of that game. I know. I really wanted to see that happen. Yeah, that was going to be great. I'm worried that I jinxed my team in our last <laughs> podcast by looking ahead at that game, which you should think, never do. I think you did do that too, didn't you? I did. I I really i I was looking ahead. I wanted to see that matchup with Missouri State, and that is a crucial mistake on my mm-hmm. part. Yep. But it's been a great run. Um, these seniors have been amazing. They have set this program up for success. They have built an incredible foundation. I'm excited for the new um, players to come in and keep this thing rolling because they're going to be in this tournament for many years to come. Yeah. No, there's something very good building there. They do. Okay. So you mentioned Iowa. Let's talk about that upset. I mean, I don't want to talk about it. I was still hurts. Bamboozled, led astray, the quotes Stephen A. Smith. (laughs) I had so much faith in Iowa. And, and Luca Garza did his thing. He did do his thing. I don't have the stats right in front of me, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he had over 30 with tw- like he 12 did. rebounds. He did his thing. I think he had 36. But, I mean, it's not even – you can't even really look at Iowa. I mean, Oregon just like, wow. I they was were, not expecting this from Oregon. I, I wasn't either. Um, and I'm anxious to – I mean, Oregon has a real opportunity to keep going. I mean, we – I mean – and it's not even Oregon, like the their whole conference. I mean, if you look at the tournament, are they the Pac-10 or Pac-12? Pac-10? Mm, yeah, you were asking the wrong person, son. <laughs> Pretty sure it's the Pac-10. It's West Coast basketball. That's all I know. Yeah, if you look through the bracket, who else? Oregon State upsets Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And then upsets Oklahoma State. Yes. Big one. 
And, and poor Cade Cunningham, he, you know, he just couldn't quite get going. He scored a lot from the free throw line. He played tough defense. You know, sometimes when a, a great player like him is just having an off shooting night, like he did in the, the game against Liberty, he's, he focused in on his defense. He focused in on getting his teammates in the game, but we just never did see him really be able to shine like he has all year. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that, I think in the last episode that sometimes these freshman star led teams sometimes struggle in the tournament. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, I think that is, I think you're exactly right. And, you know, I, I think he'll be just fine though. <laughs> oh, he'll be fine. He's, he's about to make a lot of money, but looking at the bracket, there is one, two, three, four pack 10 teams in the elite eight. Wow. I did not realize that. Yeah, that I mean, that must be the, that must be a first because I, I don't remember the Pac-10 being this this good in the tournament for a long time. Hmm. And you look at their you look at their seating. The seating is not high either. Like it's, Oregon State's a twelve. Mm-hmm. UCLA is eleven. Uh, Oregon's a seven, and USC's a six. <laughs> so this was not like they were expected to be where they are right now. Interesting. And you know what? I'm curious because we know California um, really struggled with COVID. We know they had really um, stringent COVID rules in California and probably also in Oregon. And I wondered if that made a difference in how many games they got in this season. Sort of going back to my point of some of these teams are hitting their peak at just the right time and have a ton of mileage left yeah, you know, on their legs. Yeah, it's all about it's all about who comes in the tournament on stride. Mm-hmm. You can be the best team all year, but if you go into the tournament on a three game losing streak and your and your team isn't mentally right, then you're not going to go very far. It's just it just all depends on who's hot, and True. obviously the West Coast is hot right now. So um, obviously, I had picked Illinois in one of my brackets and <laughs> was feeling very good about them until they met Loyola Chicago. Yeah, Loyola. You know, it it didn't surprise me that they won. They are just such a they're such a a well oiled machine, mm-hmm. and they rarely have any any cogs on that machine. You know, pop out of place. Everything's no. always moving in the in the same direction with them. And it didn't and really seem. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. They look like they have so much fun playing together. They <laughs> they they know each other well. They complement each other well. They are the the kings of the backdoor pass which i love they they get a lot of uh easy buckets like that and then you know they play a really great defense and they got great senior leadership they do crutwig and lucas williamson are those those are the leaders of that team and rightfully so and you know they've they've been here before and they're not it's not new to them so i wouldn't expect i wouldn't be surprised to see them in the final four again I, I wouldn't either. In fact, I'm I'm almost counting on it. I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the in the national championship game. Wow, wouldn't that be something that a team from your conference made it to the finals? It would be, but it wouldn't be surprising. It wouldn't be surprising, and you know, frankly, uh, Porter Mosier is is due. He he's a great coach. He gets his team ready for this tournament every year, and uh, you know, I think he's due. And yeah. so is Sister Jean. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something if they won? Yeah, that would be. I'm sure Sister Jean is, is, is praying right now. I bet she is. 
So let's talk about the Syracuse defense. Okay. It, you go ahead. You um, start. Well, every time I haven't seen Syracuse play for a while and then I watch them in the tournament, I'm always just in awe again of how he gets this team bought in on this zone so well. And, and it, too, is a well-oiled machine, and they play it so well, and it disrupts a really um, fast-paced athletic team. And it's almost like they hit a buzzsaw. Um, and I feel like that's what happened to San Diego State. And then it's what it, I feel like that's what happened to West Virginia as well. Um, but then uh, Buddy Beheim is also on the team. I did not know about him until they played San Diego State. And wow, he is the epitome of a coach's kid who grew up in the gym shooting because he can hit from anywhere. Yeah, I think, you know, that's that's the real X factor of this Syracuse team. As you know, every, you know, every year with Syracuse is they're going to be in that zone. And they're going to be pretty good defensively because of that, because of how much they work on it and how different it is. But the big difference for me is that that shooting, like they have some elite shooters on that team. As a team, they shoot at a really high, uh, high clip. Mm-hmm. And that's what it separates them from a lot of teams, I think. It's just, you know, every time down, you got to worry about three shooters that probably shoot over 40% from the field from mm-hmm. three. And, and I think this matchup with Houston is going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I think I would take. I think I would take Syracuse. I think I would take Syracuse as well. Just back to my point of that defense can slow down a high-powered offense so fast that um, I'm not sure Houston has met a defense like this yet. We'll see. Yeah, and then to we'll your see. point, all that shooting—if they're on like they were on um, in their first game—wow. Yeah, and you know. All it takes is a team to get hot in the tournament. Like that's how Auburn was a couple, or um, I guess that was not obviously not last year, but the year before. They just got so hot that nobody could stop them scoring. That's right. They well, Auburn was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. All right, I think you know. I think we've talked enough about basketball. I think we got. I think if you're ready to switch it up, I am. Okay, let's switch it up. Hi, it's Allison again, and my company, The Twigs Group, is sponsoring this podcast. So if you don't mind, I'm going to put a commercial in right here. You can count on The Twigs Group to help you develop a modern marketing strategy, bold branding, social media tactics, and great graphic design to promote your services and maximize your marketing plans. Visit thetwigsgroup.com to see how we can help you with your marketing needs. The Twigs Group is a proud sponsor of the Spencer and Mom Talk Sports podcast. Uh, well, I think I want to ask you something. I want to, you know, start asking you perenni- perennially throughout these podcasts. Um, who do you have and who is and do you have a mom of the day? A mom of the day. Yes. Okay. Can you give me some parameters? Well, yeah. So you're the mom. Of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Moms are, you know, everybody has one. They are special to everybody in their own way. You know, you're very special to me. Um, Thank you. Yes. I'm, you know, playing the brownie points. Um, but at the same time, you know, we see a lot of these female athletes or, or female leaders and 
it's easy to see them as athletes or politicians or, you know, whatever else. But then we forget that at the same time they're doing all this and they're and their moms. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say, who do you, who do you see in that spotlight right now? Well, since we haven't been talking basketball, I guess I would have to say all the, you know, the, the coaches right now, the head coaches and assistant coaches, mm-hmm. obviously mostly on the women's side mm-hmm. who are leading their teams through this tournament through have, have led them through, all the practices, all the games, all the weight room sessions and the film sessions and are still moms to their kids and their kids spend time in the gym at practice. You know, I remember when I played um, our um, female and male coaches brought their kids a lot and we were babysitters. They had built in babysitters with all of us players. But (laughs) um, so I would give a shout out to all the coaches slash moms out there who are winning ball games and moving forward in this tournament and also awesome, strong mom um, role models to their kiddos. Yeah. No, shout out to all the mom coaches out there. And, you know, it couldn't be easy with the bubbles. Not being know, able to right? see family. Yeah. That's another, that's a great point. Uh, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, they're probably not even seeing their kids right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because they are in a bubble with their team. So that's even tougher. So they're probably FaceTiming a lot or waving through windows and that sort of thing. So, yeah, that's a great point, Spencer. This year has made that even tougher. Yeah. Well, I, think that's a, I think that's a great start there for the, the mom of the day for the podcast. Like first one. Yeah. I like that you've introduced that. Okay. So last time we did talk a little music. And I have a question for you because um, something occurred to me the other day that there are songs that typically I feel like are uh, released in the summer. You know, it's a good summer jam or something and everyone loves it. And it's played on the radio so much that you are sick of it pretty quickly. But what is the song for you that is like that, but you just never tire of it. And every time you hear it, it's still just as good as the first time you heard it. Well, you basically just described every single Drake song that he's ever put out. Okay. Every single one of his hits is always great the first two weeks until the radio gets a hold of it, and then you can't even hear it anymore. Mm-hmm. But, so, what is my favorite song that I can listen to without it getting played out? Probably Roses by St. John. Okay. The, the remix, the remix version. Okay, great. And it was, and, and the funny thing was, it was it was a TikTok song before it was a radio song. I think. Oh, so you you hear it even more then? Oh, it, that's TikTok that, songs can really get tiresome. Yeah, that's even worse than radio. So <laughs> it was a TikTok song, and I still to this day listen to it. Like it, it, it doesn't matter to me. Okay. It's just a great vibe to that song. Roses by Saint John, and Saint John is spelled weird. So just just look up roses, and okay. it's, it's the remix. I'll definitely have to do that. So for me, as you know, pretty much anything Lizzo, I pretty much played her album last year and as much as I possibly could. Yes, I can can confirm that. (laughs) But lately, I am a little embarrassed to admit that Jason Derulo's Savage Love. Oh, God. I never get tired of that song, and I should because it's played on the radio at least two times an hour. 
Well, that's a, that's also a remix. Did you know that? No, yeah, I didn't know that. That is not the original song. Yeah, okay. he, he remixed that because the original song was a TikTok song, and Get then out. his was because he's a huge tick. Like he he's on TikTok all the time. Okay, I think TikTok has revived his career significantly. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, so he made that remix, and it's a, it is it, it's a it's a good remix, but yeah, no, I, I can't listen to it. <laughs> I hear it so, enough. Yeah, it's it's already out overplayed. And and to be fair, I am not on TikTok. Um, surprisingly, I do love. I have been on most of all social media, but I haven't joined TikTok yet. Though, you send me such funny videos that I feel like any day now I'm probably just going to break down and join. Oh, uh, I wouldn't. I w- if you can if you can hold out, then hold out because it's, it's great. Too- I, I like it a lot. It's really funny, but it will take up a lot of time if you're not careful. So just a complete like mind waste, like you just get in there and an hour has passed. Oh yeah, and and you know they're they're real smart with it too because they um it's not like Twitter and Instagram when you get on TikTok they don't let you see what time it is they hide because they don't, they hide the little clock on the top of your phone screen so you can just be sitting there for thirty minutes and not realize it's been thirty minutes. Just like Las Vegas, there are no clocks in Las Vegas. Really. So you never know what time it is in the casinos. That's dangerous. <laughs> it's very dangerous. I did not Way know that. Way to go, TikTok. I did not know that. That is a, a nugget of information. Yeah. Okay, well, maybe for now, I'll just let you keep sending me funny videos. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. So I know we were kind of done talking basketball, but I think we do at least need to take the Sweet 16 and guess who the final four is going to be. You want to do that? Sure. So I'll just ask you Gonzaga, uh, Creighton. Gonzaga. USC, Oregon. (laughs) I have no idea. I guess Oregon (laughs) because the way they dismantled Iowa. Okay. But then again, sorry, then again, USC did the same thing to Kansas, but. That's true. I'll take it. I'll take Oregon. Oregon. Okay. Michigan, Florida State. Michigan. Did they not look amazing against LSU? They did. And that was a great game. That was just up and down, back and forth. Both mm-hmm. teams were scoring. It, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, they looked great. UCLA, Alabama? Oh, God. I mean, <laughs> you know, it seems like you should say Alabama, but the the West Coast teams are just on fire. So I'll take UCLA. Okay. I like it. Baylor, Villanova. Baylor. Uh, Arkansas, Oral Roberts? Arkansas. Good. I think the Cinderella story comes to an end. I do, too. I do, too. Loyola, Loyola. Chicago. Okay. (laughs) And Syracuse, Houston. Uh, uh, I'll I'll bet on on the Bayheims. I'll go Syracuse. Okay. I think that's a good bet. I like um, all of your choices. Um, in my real bracket, I've got Florida State beating Michigan, but um, now I realize that I got caught up in the Michigan had a hurt player storyline, and um, they looked great. So they have figured out how to keep moving forward. Yes, they have. Credit to them for that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Spencer. Well, 
we, like you said, I'm glad that um, no one really used our bracket discussion to fill out their own brackets because we um, did not give great advice, but we had a lot of fun and the games were a lot of fun, even though I may pick a team in the bracket once the game starts and the underdog starts winning, I am completely for the underdog. So it, it was a good weekend of basketball and I'm looking forward to yet another exciting weekend. Yep, I agree. Great. Okay. Well, we'll talk again soon. Yep. And, you know, hopefully by the time this episode's out, the Baylor Bears will be the national champions and you can give me all the credit for saying it right here, right now. (laughs) Okay. I will do that. Sounds good. Thanks again for joining us here on the Spencer Mom Talk Sports Podcast. We hope you had fun listening because I know we had fun talking. If you like what you heard, please give us a rating, review, and subscribe to Spencer Mom Talk Sports on your preferred podcast platform. And join us next time for more sports talk and pop culture banter. Till next time, I'm Spencer. And I'm his mom, Allison. Thanks for listening. The Spencer and Mom Talk Sports Podcast is recorded in Fayetteville, Arkansas, produced and edited by Identity Productions, with copywriting by Monica Thomas.